This episode brought to you by the following patrons. Wes, Dreskel, Kaylee, Aaron, Danielle, Damasaurus, The Number, Jeff, Amy, Tia, Matthew, William, Dave, Jonathan, Mandy, Mailman, Sean, Scott, Kate, Isaac, Karoon, Eddie, and Nick B. And all the patrons want you to know you're loved, you're listened to, and you're a valuable member of this awesome horror virgin community. And if you want to hang out with us, please do so in the Facebook group and I don't Discord server, Mikey. It- where we sexual take hang on this, out and, and I don't talk daily. If you oh, want to talk to us, call Discord <laughs> to chat. 1-900-D-CORD. I'm Marissa. I'm Kelly. And we're both 18. <laughs> My, I'm Mikey. And I'm 44. And I need someone to talk to when I'm lonely at night. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what if they had one of those for ladies and it was just dudes with different accents? <laughs> it was just one guy. I, I mean, like, more multiple guys. It, no, it's just the guy from uh, Police Academy. Michael Winslow? <laughs> yeah, Michael Winslow's like, sound this, is a heric- this is a helicopter. <laughs> What's his <laughs> accent? Wingdings? <laughs> <laughs> What's his accent? Wingdings? We have peaked this episode. <laughs> Right, that well, is the funniest shit I've ever this heard week. in my life. <laughs> Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, I think it was a combo between Mikey and Paige made us watch Dead, Dead Snow. Snow. No. All right, but before we get into that, oh, okay, so I was, <laughs> I'm having trouble with the, the timer on my Christmas lights. Okay, so I, I went to work out after work. Did it not come with instructions, Mikey? Okay, so I threw them away, I think. <laughs> and so <laughs> this is the problem. I thought I had it where it was going because like, yeah, last night it worked. And then I came home from working out after work, and it was pitch dark. And then like my house looks like Clark Griswold's house in the middle of nowhere. No one else has lights up. It's just you turn like a mile down the road. You see my house. <laughs> I do like that you're making your house a target. That's good. <laughs> I feel like lights, they keep things away. I don't know. Famously, bugs. They definitely keep bugs away. Like, moths hate light. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I was checking the lights, as I do every hour now at my house, and they were off. And the timer had turned them off while I was eating, and I don't understand how I did that. And so, I don't know what I'm doing with the timer. That is clear. <laughs> Look, he didn't major in Christmas lights. Give him a break. I don't want to manually turn them on and off like some sort of plebeian. Not yeah. a peasant. I don't deal with switches. I mean, it's my biggest Christmas problem currently, which is like a good first world problem to have. Yeah. 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 In fact, that's such a first world problem. It's a problem that up till now has only existed in Hallmark films, not in real life. I'm living a Hallmark movie. You're but living like with- a Hallmark movie. And so you know what this means? Either A, you are the ghost of Santa and you've been hiding it from us this whole time. Fuck yes. Or B, it's time for you to start a Christmas tree lot so that you can find the woman of your (laughs) dreams after she leaves her big city job. Okay. I would totally fall in love with someone if they were like, I don't like Christmas. And then like hanging out with me, they started liking Christmas. And I was like, this is why I love Christmas. And they got really into it. And then like they met my family. And then we got married on by Christmas. On Christmas? (laughs) Do you realize how selfish it is to have a wedding on Christmas? This year. Three weeks from now. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, you have three weeks to find Mikey's Christmas tree lot and make him fall in love. (laughs) The funny thing about my Christmas tree lot, it's in my pants. (laughs) 
hey girl, do you want to see the smallest Christmas tree lot on earth? <laughs> Zip. Every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. So shake that ass. Because <laughs> she's got to be wearing jingle bells. It's all it's all Christmas sexual things now. <laughs> From here on out, it's Christmas sexual things. Yes. Well, if you sat on Santa's lap and you asked Santa for a movie where a woman fights a crow and then a man has oh. his penis bitten off by a zombie that is also a Nazi... Merry Christmas. Because <laughs> that is this movie. So let's talk about Dead Snow. So have you guys seen this movie before? No. no. What? <laughs> you guys have been, you guys legit have been begging me to do this movie. And I've been like saying, no, 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 no. It's a Norwegian low budget movie that no one has heard of. Why would uh-huh. we do it? And you guys made us do it. And it was exactly as I expected. <laughs> well, okay, here here's what I will say. I had heard of of Dead Snow forever. Like it had been that like the the like Christmas horror that people always talk about. And it's not Christmas, it's just winter. Yeah, there's nothing Christmas about it, but yeah. I and I think I must have seen like a dubbed trailer or something. I was today years old when I realized it was not in English. <laughs> I will say I went in with zero expectations. I was expecting Blood Diner and the last 30 minutes of this movie are definitely that. Yeah. (laughs) But the first hour is it like tricks you because for a while it's not a bad movie. And you're like, wait a second. Like there's definitely budgetary issues. This isn't paced amazing, but there's some genuine like creepy imagery. The story's kind of like when people are kind of being picked off one by one, it's kind of good. And then it just goes off the fucking rails. Yes, it does. Yes. Yes, it does. And I usually love that, but I'm kind of with you. I, I kind of yeah. like the beginning. I kind of like the middle. Me too. Because I like, I mean, I like horror films. I like the cliches. I like a group of friends going to an isolated cabin for like no good reason at all yes. with one snowmobile for some reason. And then they're like, <laughs> and they start getting murdered one by one. I was like, this feels more like a slasher than a zombie film. Well, and, and for a hot second, I was like, imagine the ritual in the snow. I'm like, oh, this could be real creepy. Yeah, yeah. There's two things I hate. That one, I don't know if there's two things. There's at least one. I don't really like <laughs> one, Nazis. One, I, I'm so anti-Nazis. Yeah, I can tell because out of the past two movies you've picked, they have both featured Nazis, multiple Nazi. <laughs> but we've murdered. Them. They got killed. A lot of them. Um, not all of them. In fact, the Nazis have survived in both movies. Yeah. I would like credit that there are zero Hitlers in this movie. <laughs> There's zero Hitlers. There is not an uncomfortable amount of Hitlers in this movie. You're right. Okay. I do not like horror movies where everyone dies. Same. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little bummed out when I realized that was going to happen. And I feel like this movie was cool and it kind of went like the descent where like everyone went through hell. There's even it- a descent type shot when she's coming up out of the snow. Yeah. That I was yeah. like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But then it went a little too far and like it kind of just destroyed everybody. And I didn't like why. I I don't know. Like you're overcoming such things and there's no one to like, you know, there's no one to root for. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I don't think the the doctor after he cuts his arm off and then he gets bit in the dick. I was like, I'm I'm out of this. (laughs) I'm I'm out. I mean, that's what I started laughing. Like, we've gone too far. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was funny. (laughs) I mean, what I will say is it made me wonder if this person like had an idea and then they were writing it. And then as they were writing it, they did all of the like the first two thirds of this movie. They wrote like a decent horror movie. And then they were like. Turns out it's Nazi zombies and then just went whole hog. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like them like super stoked on the Nazi part. And it's like, 
whoa, dude, if you had like if it was not Nazi zombies or if it was like Nazi holdouts that have grown there over generations, kind of like the hills have eyes, like if there was a more grounded in reality villain and it wasn't just a how many body parts can we throw in the snow? Like the first two thirds of this movie are not bad. Like they set up what could have been a decent third act and then no. This was, is, in my mind, no. Dead Snow, colon, Curse of the Black Pearl, because it <laughs> felt like that to me. Yes. No, I agree. It was. I think they should have had a smaller number of zombies in a smaller scale film, like one squad, like five. Yes. Here's the other thing that became abundantly clear the longer the movie went on, is that this is someone who loves teen cabin movies yes like cabin in the woods or cabin fever or th- those kind of things friday the 13th yeah evil dead, friday the 13th all that evil mm-hmm. dead um but they also love Shaun of the dead and zombie movies in general but specifically Shaun of the dead because they copy some of the things that Shaun of the dead does and it's almost like they had it in their mind of like what if we made a camper movie but it was like our version of it yeah yeah and and that's why it starts out okay and then it just like yeah goes nuts but I did like I liked the character moments. Like I thought they were like genuinely different enough people and it kind of showed who they are a little bit. I thought the whole journey of the doctor being afraid of blood and then by the end like being covered in blood and killing zombies, I thought that would have been cool. They were just medical school students. I mean, the one you're calling the doctor was a 45-year-old medical school student, but they <laughs> were all in was med school. Out with these 20-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. He like is like having a midlife crisis and went back to school or whatever, but like he fully is 45 years old. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with it, but he's let's, 45 let's years old. Let's say that you're older and you're dating someone in their 20s. I mean, what's wrong with that? Oh, Mikey. I think you may protest too much, my friend. (laughs) What if you want to go to a cabin with them, with their friends, McAuther or whatever? As long as you don't just get finished taking a shit and then while still on the toilet have sex with her, I'm sort of fine with it. We got to wait until we get to that scene because... How dare you defend it? How dare you, I'm not defending it. No, no. I, I I have an additional problem with it in that... He wipes back to front? that but also uh, i i am not the owner of a penis so i don't necessarily i don't claim to understand them completely okay but it has been my experience and understanding that when it is cold they are maybe not as functional in some ways <laughs> well it depends on how hot you are <laughs> okay all right uh, thanks for clearing that up for me because i had questions uh, Paige, like jake will tell you like if you were in the snow but you're like let's go and he's like well it's chilly but like three quarters of mass is still mass you know what i'm saying <laughs> just go half mass mikey half mass is a thing <laughs> yeah but i mean i don't feel like it'll shrink that much <laughs> I don't know. I've never I've never tried to have sex with someone in the snow. Okay, well, if it snows here in Nashville this year. Yeah, I need you to do the science experiment. You yeah, need yeah. to go out there and see how hard you can get in Come the snow. Come to my Christmas and report tree back. <laughs> I do not want any photos. I just want like empirical data. You're, you're going to need a ruler and maybe a compass. I've done it. It's possible. You've had oh, sex for in the you. snow? Yeah. Why? You were just outside. You weren't in the... You're not laying in the snow. Oh, no. It was against a tree. I, that counts. But that's still I will outside. Count that. I will count the, that. I'm going to count that. I was wearing my ski boots. Hell yeah. <laughs> we were on a ski vacation. Yeah. All right. Did you find her black diamond? <laughs> Did she let you go double black diamond? <laughs> You got to rub the mogul. 
These are ski sex jokes. I didn't wear a helmet either. Like, I just didn't even care. I was just like, let's just do this. Oh, that's dangerous, bro. Yeah, that's how Sonny Bono died. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said Sonny Boner. <laughs> so it's possible but my concern okay. was not that it was in the snow it's that he had just taken a shit wiped all of that onto his balls and then she jumped on top yeah no that i, maybe, I agree maybe he was peeing down no he said he was gonna take a shit he did that's right Paige. he was dropping deuces yeah, and they've been doing nothing but drinking, so those deuces are going to be a fucking mess. Also, the smell. Think of the smell, Mikey. You haven't considered the smell. I mean, exactly. I'm going to say that he he's a little fluffy like myself, so maybe his his chunk could have like blocked the hole. So she, nope, it was still going to smell. Yeah, that whole building exists for shit. Literal yeah. shit. <laughs> it's like a what? smokehouse where the walls yes! are charred with it. Yes! It, there's no way it's not going to smell. That would be like fucking at a, in a porta potty at Woodstock in 99. But people oh. have fucked in porta potties. Yes, oh. I know. I'm, sh- I'm just saying you wouldn't want to do it. I don't think I physically could. I do not think I could have sex in a porta potty. I could not do that. I could do it. I, I mean, could. if she is Norwegian it. and like a 10 like this girl, like. Yeah. That's true. She is gorgeous. Yeah. But I was surprised you weren't more into her blonde friend with the teeth. I wasn't her. I was into all of them. <laughs> I didn't like the blonde friend too much. I mean, I did like how she went out, but no, when the girl was like, do you like April Fool's? And I was like, no, I don't. I hated that movie. <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> we did that episode though, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, we've done episodes on everything that they mentioned pretty much. Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shit. I think April Fool's Day was back when you sounded different though, wasn't it? It is yeah. when I sounded different. Yeah. April Fool's Day was episode 46. Jesus. That was forever ago. Okay. But in that situation, I'm the one who has pooped. I am sitting there. Yes. She yeah. is coming in there into that situation. Situation <laughs> indeed, my friend. Yes. And she is the one initiating. Yeah. Like, he, this is why he's hesitant, I think, the whole scene, because he's like, oh, I just pooped in here. Yeah. And it's fucking <laughs> freezing ass cold. Yeah. And she's like, I know. And I'm into it. Yeah. She, <sighs> listen, maybe she has a very specific fetish that we got to witness. And listen, that's fine if you're into it. He definitely consented here. And it was it was just gross. That's all I'm saying. It's not for me. Same. Yeah. And then no she thanks. took her clothes off and put them on the floor. And I was like, oh, you mean on the snowy ground? They're outside. It literally is like a wood shack that you shit in. There's, there's still a floor. I don't know that there is. In an, an outhouses, there's generally floors. Okay. You still shit there, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying it's nasty to put your clothes on there. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to take my clothes off in my bathroom, and it's clean. Well, okay, no, that's a whole different well, problem okay, that we should probably off. address. How do you shower? <laughs> like, what's oh, happening? No, okay, okay, I said bathroom, but I meant it's like the toilet, because we have like a separate toilet area that we can close the door on because, I you mean, know. but so you, you've never like just eaten way too much cheese in a 48-hour time period and had to like remove all restraints to get it out? <laughs> no, I've never had to like gain leverage so much so that I have to unencumber myself of clothing well okay look who's fancy <laughs> well, also page it would take him longer to unencumber like he, how much he's got to take a lot of clothes off he's got to go to the bathroom it would take me a long time to get completely naked that's mm-hmm. true here i'll show you <laughs> no, no. Oh, a jean vest <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe we should move off the shit sex. I, we're going to talk about it again when we get to You're it. damn right we are, Paige. 
<laughs> so glad we picked this. This was fun. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm so glad you guys picked this too. I fully <laughs> hated this movie. Like when I saw it was a dark comedy, I was like, yes, I'm into it. This is going to be fun because I like a lot of horror comedies because they're not really like scary. They're more funny than scary. Right. And then I knew in the first three minutes of this movie, I was going to hate it because and I'm well, we can just get into it now, I we'll guess. Get but into like, it. Yeah, we, we open on kind of like a, a snowy forest at nighttime and someone is running through the forest and we see they're being chased, but we can't really tell who it's by. There's like a mini jump scare, but it's so fast you can't even really see what it is. And then we finally kind of see that it's zombies that have come out of nowhere. And it's the craziest shaky cam. And it looks terrible. It's like hard to distinguish what is person and what is bush. Been there. It's very <laughs> it's very tough to the oh, point where you. I almost wondered if it had been done in like post-production or something. Because it was it like, was. it looks so different from the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yes. I can tell you how they did that and why it looks bad because I've made that same mistake. I know did what Did they try to that. film it during the day and make it look like nighttime? Yeah. Yeah. So they filmed it probably at like dusk-ish. Yeah. And then they turn the exposure way, way down and then tint it blue. And it yeah. looks terrible. And it is like I've done this. I've made the same mistake because I don't have any money either. And like it's a low budget yep. thing and it just sucks. Like, but don't do that. Like, don't write that into your story. Like, there's no reason that needed to be at night. It's interesting because like like solidly like half this movie takes place at night. And through a huge section of the movie, they have good night shoots, which is crazy because like it looks so bad in the beginning. And then you get into the movie yeah. and there's a few different times at night. And to be honest, the later night scenes are what made me think this might actually turn out to be a good movie because they really make use of how quiet and how dark it is. And they create some pretty scary scenes with the limited light and things that they have. But then all of a sudden in the third act, half the stuff is green screened and it goes completely to shit. So yeah. like, I don't know what happened, but we see someone get attacked and eaten. We get a shot up into the trees, the trees shake and we cut to four dudes driving in a car during the day. Yes. And one of them is changing the radio. We we find out that the person who got attacked and eaten was Sarah. And she's about to be mentioned in this scene. Right. We don't find out it was her until much later. Oh, yeah. Like, I didn't put that together until he goes out and looks for her. I kind of had started to put it together once they mentioned that she was skiing there. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's definitely her. But, yes. Yeah, so we first saw Sarah. She has beaten them there by a day. and But we won't find out for like an hour. Yeah. Um. So these four guys are, God help me with these names, Martin, Roy, Erland, and- I didn't learn anyone's names, and I want to apologize. I did. I, I made a point to learn people's names. I was trying specifically- not me. I thought, we're not going to know them for very long. Maybe two hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's like every movie. Vagard. Vagard is his name. So- Vagard, Erland, Roy, and Martin. And they are driving. And one of them mentions that the song is about an avalanche. And they talk about how it's really normal for people in an avalanche to get disoriented and actually dig downward because they t can't tell which way is up. And we get some important information in this scene that will only be useful to a person who is not in this scene at the end of the movie. <laughs> that is very true. Right? Like, when it happens at the end of the movie, I was like, that's right. They t And I was like, wait a second. She wasn't there. She shouldn't know this. The foreshadowing is all over this scene. Foreshadowing. Uh, but essentially, they, they say, like, 
watch your spit or your snot and whichever way it's dropping is down. So you right. want to dig the opposite way. Yeah. And we we figure out that some of them were in the military, more than one of them, it seems. And one of them claims that he was soldier number 69. Oh, I thought there was only one guy in the military and that's the guy who like drives the snowmobile and is like a badass and can conjure a machine gun out of nowhere. But the other guy was giving him shit. That's why he was like, yeah, I was soldier 69. But he might have been. I don't know. Allegedly, he is. Because in this scene, he says, we never learned any of that in the military. And so he, I would assume, was in the military at some point. And then the driver guy is like, yes, we did. We learned it here. Okay. So... I'm guessing they didn't serve together. <laughs> one of them was probably in like the army and the other one in the Navy and they secretly hate each other because they, they have that secret- rivalry. And then yeah. the other one was in the Coast Guard and didn't mention it because he knows better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. So they're kind of talking through the girls that are going to be there. So there's Hannah's cousin who is single and uh, that's Chris. We will eventually learn that's Chris. Yeah. And then Liv, who is their other friend. And Chris is the girl with the very specific shit fetish. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> well, and this is where they're also like, is she single? Super single. And they're making jokes about like, who's gonna hook up with her? It's kind of gross for a sec. And then you meet her and you're like, oh, no, she is fully amenable to this. Oh, yeah. Uh, she is down. She is down yeah because i thought they were like picking on him or picking on her but then they're like i like movies yeah (laughs) well and here's what's interesting so when we cut over to the girl's car next we meet hannah Liv, and chris yeah uh, and sarah's the one who's off so but it's four girls four guys and they are all kind of talking about which guy's which so we we know that uh vigard is sarah's boyfriend martin is hannah's boyfriend Liv is kind of unattached and so is Chris. And then the other two guys, Roy and Erland, Roy is supposedly like the horniest guy on earth is how they describe him. And so at first, before they meet, Chris is like, ooh, I'll target that guy. And then Erland is, they're like, he's a nerd. He's a movie nerd. And so the implication is that no one's going to want to be with Erland, but Chris kind of pretty early on is like, Oh, she singles him out. She's into it. He yeah. looks like he can take a dump. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I was not prepared for that level of enthusiasm with when you said that. Hey, hey, I opened this podcast by claiming that Wingdings was an accent. So, like, I don't know what you were expecting for the rest of the day. It is. <laughs> it is now. For Michael Winslow, it is. So... They all get to what I would say is like the trailhead where they have to like park their cars and then they have to hike for 45 minutes to get to the cabin. And uh, Vagard pulls out his snowmobile and he's like, all right, follow the snowmobile tracks. And then he proceeds to like. And he takes their luggage, right? Yeah, he takes their luggage. Yes, he does. (laughs) His level of. okay, I feel like he organized this trip because he's like, you know what I love to do? Fucking snow machining. Or whatever you call it. He's Snowmobiling? like, I'm fucking awesome at it. Well, and he's like taking jumps off of yeah. the yeah. With their luggage. With yeah. their luggage. It's like. Vroom. Like I wanted just like the offspring, like X Games 2004. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it's legit just the soundtrack to Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like it's yeah, just yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I like how he's like, I'm going to take the luggage ahead, walk an hour that way, and that's where the cabin will be, where he could fully drop off the luggage and come back and pick them up. Well, they only one person at a time well, can yeah, walk. Yeah, but they could all yeah. start walking. Yeah, but 
He loves snowmobiling. <laughs> he wants to run laps. Like, let him run laps. I did think it was funny that he literally says, I'll take the luggage. I'll start a fire. But in like 45 minutes after following the snowmobile tracks, you'll get there. The fire will be warm. It'll be great. Right? Yep. He leaves. And then you see one of the girls dragging a suitcase. Yeah, he <laughs> did drag her suitcase. suitcase. She drags like, it through the snow. He's, he's like, I got everyone's suitcase except for you. Fuck you. You know why. <laughs> <laughs> he had room for another suitcase. He did. Yeah, but he um, couldn't secure it enough for some sick ass jumps, Mike. Yeah, he wants to do like a fucking <laughs> 480 or whatever numbers denote turns. <laughs> I think you mean 360. Actually, a 480 would be... Like a turn and a third? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no idea. Not a clue. Bad at fractions. Uh, so. And those are fractions? Fractions of a correct answer. We, we appreciate it. We're moving on. <laughs> We're moving along. I was never a mathlete. No, I wasn't. I was too cool. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, I know you were a big athlete over there in the drum line over there, Todd. Hey, man, the drum line's super thorough. <laughs> just gonna sit here you know varsity volleyball and track and whatever i mean i played soccer too i lettered in soccer it's fine i played other actual sports <laughs> anyway so <laughs> they take off walking while sarah palin's husband takes their luggage to the cabin <laughs> <laughs> wow okay that's all i could think about when he was just like snowmobiling for life I could see zombies from my house. Oh, um, Sarah, how do you plan on dealing with the zombie problem when you have zero experience? I don't know if you know, but dinosaurs are the work of the devil. Um, oh, God. So anyway, so they uh, they make their way down the trail. And this is where Chris, the, the single friend, kind of buddies up to Erland because he's just like hey uh how many movies start out like this with a bunch of teens in a cabin and everyone's like hey don't mention that thing where all those teens get killed and he's just like oops and she's just like did you mention teens getting killed i'm into that and he's like okay <laughs> i love teens getting murdered let's talk about it <laughs> you know what i love more than teens getting murdered so chris and Erland kind of start talking they all make it to the cabin and it's like, as they're walking, it's pretty beautiful, and the campsite seems kind of empty, but the sky is clear. Snowmobile guy gets there. He goes inside. The cabin is very dusty. Clearly, no one's been there in a while. He starts a fire. Smoke billows out of the chimney, and then everyone else arrives. Yeah. So, they unpack and get settled, and then they go inner tubing. This just made me want to play in the snow, honestly. It would have been fun. I would have loved to do that, yeah. So, they do that. They or they inner tube. They cook hot dogs over a fire. Martin <laughs> and Hannah kiss with, like, mustard, and it's really gross. Oh, yeah. I thought that whole inner tubing, like, montage where you're seeing them sexily put mustard on a hot dog, I was like, this is not. I was here for it. I'm also upset by her white dreads to begin with. So it was like double gross for me. I also hate that. Yeah, it's cultural appropriation and I'm not a huge fan. But also it probably smells gross. Let's yeah. not get into that. I just, not my type. I don't know. It looked like she liked Jamiroquai. I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Jamiroquai. That is an unironic joke. I, I love do that. too. I love that band. I mean, I was waiting for her to break out whatever essential oil she thought would fight Nazi zombies. <laughs> I'm thinking a little arsenic. Is that an essential oil? No, that's a poison. I'm going to try verbena. 
<laughs> All I know is frankincense because we made the joke. I don't know anything about doTERRA except for it's sort of like being in a cult. That's all I know. It's an MLM. I like smelling lavender. Okay. Ladies. So when you show <laughs> up at his Christmas tree lot, which I think uh, canonically is just your pants. In the outhouse, <laughs> bring lavender. Yeah, bring lavender. A lot of lavender because that place smells like <laughs> shit. Because I'm bringing the pine. <laughs> anyway so they have a snowball fight then they go back inside they play twister i do love that one of them is like this is the most boring game ever and right as he says ever it's erland and yeah and then she moves her butt so it's like directly in his face and he's like just kidding then she farts because it's like a poop thing you know (laughs) maybe that's why she put her butt near his face maybe she her fetish is pink eye i would get pink eye for her I'm going to go back into that edit and just add a <laughs> like during that shot. He makes a face like that where he's like, he does. Yeah. Cause he doesn't make like a super happy face where it sounds like it's asking a question. And yeah. the question is you down. Yeah. <laughs> she just keeps slipping like X lax into his like drinks and shit throughout the night. <laughs> Mikey, you could never be with her because you don't fart enough. Oh, Mikey. Yeah, she is not into you. No. I could take pills or whatever. (laughs) I could perform. Bino, like what pills make you fart more? (laughs) I'm picturing Mikey just taking like one pinto bean at a time like pills. (laughs) Uncooked? Uh. Like just swallowing them like they're fucking pills. And then they're in like a a bottle that literally says fart pills. And they just like (laughs) pour them out and like puts them in his little like jar for each day <laughs> Days uh, of the week. if you open up his like monday it's just like a black bean a pinto bean this relationship's hard a lima bean <laughs> i could also just start eating at chipotle chipotle is great <laughs> this stopped being a joke to me <laughs> so mikey's taking his fart <laughs> which i'm sorry just as a visual is still making me laugh really hard <laughs> So they're playing Twister. Martin and his girlfriend are, she's like pretending to test his reflexes and just hitting him on the face with a spoon. Oh, yeah. But then he responds in a completely normal way uh, by like trying to murder her with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what? Okay. So that, that was weird for everybody else too, right? Yeah. Everyone was creeped out by it where they're thing. like, we had no idea he was a fucking murderer <laughs> i hope he's not the last one alive like mm-hmm. why did we invite the 45 year old to hang out with a bunch of 20 somethings if he's clearly gonna try and murder us i dislike him the most from the beginning same well his dick gets eight so that's one thing <laughs> i just wish ernest stayed along, around longer erland i don't think but his now name i'm picturing ernest? that it's ernest yeah. dragging Vern through this movie <laughs> I don't know. I hate the main character and I, I hated him and I definitely hated him after he did this, which I thought was like not cool. And his friends had to stop him from murdering his girlfriend. I don't think she's his girlfriend. She's just some rando Calrissian he met today. No, no, no that's no. his girlfriend. Th- Hannah. That's his girlfriend. They're in a relationship. She's yes. 25 yes. and he's 45. Whoa. Whoa. What's wrong <laughs> with that? A lot, Mikey. Mikey, I am not attacking you, although we should talk about who you date. But who would have thought the girl with dreadlocks has daddy issues? <laughs> Everyone. 
Anyway, <laughs> they end up playing a drinking game and we see that they're storing their beer under the cabin. There's like a trap door where you can literally put your food just right like right into the snow because there's no fridge. Yeah, it's like keeping it cool, which I thought was like interesting. I was like, oh, I bet that is yeah. a thing in Norway. That's cool. I think that's probably a thing in a lot of cabins. Like um, I have friends who were in Texas when it froze over and they were just putting milk and stuff from their fridges because they had no power just directly into the snow. Yeah. And I was like, I yeah, bet it works. works. Yeah. So we do see as they reach down to get the beer from there that there's like a glowing lock. Yes. And then they close it back up, uh, at least for now. Uh, one of the girls goes out to the bathroom at night. Again, this sounds awful. You mean the outhouse sounds awful? Yeah. The whole like walking through the snow to take a shit basically outside in a wood box that could be full of snow spiders Yes. Are snow spiders a thing? Hang on. I don't trust small wooden structures because I feel like that's where spiders are always hiding. Am I wrong? No, I, I don't think you are, Paige. I don't think spiders like the cold, though. I'm like fairly positive. I don't know, but it's also why I don't like porta potties because I feel like there's always spiders in porta potties. Oh, when you always have to sit down in them. I never sit down in a porta potty. Yeah. Uh, I think a porta potty is one of the worst inventions of humankind. Yeah, it's like, terrible. It, like, portable bathrooms should be like double wide trailers that are just real bathrooms that you pick up and go. They have some of those. They do, yeah. yeah. That's how we should treat each other. I need a porta potty that I can take all my clothes off in. <laughs> and they're just like sir sir this is a wendy's <laughs> oh i've taken all my clothes off at a wendy's <laughs> who hasn't uh so she finishes up her business and then she's continuing back to the cabin but she hears something and this is one of the night shots that i really like yeah because she clearly like hears something and she's kind of looking around and she looks at the trees and the camera lingers on the trees for just too long. Yeah. Where you're like, yeah, there's nothing there. Clearly there's nothing there. And then something moves. Yeah, there was some scary stuff in this movie. Like this, it wasn't super scary, but it does build the tension really well. The first jump scare at the very beginning, I hate it. it yeah, the first one me. is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. That one was rough. I, I was like, that probably got scared. And I yeah. did. So she runs inside and she's like, somebody is out there. And they're like, oh, it must be Sarah, the girl we're waiting for. And she's like, yeah, I'm not a <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. I would know if it was our friend Sarah. And right? she probably wouldn't be sneaking through the trees. No. So they send Roy out to go look and see who's outside. He goes, he shines his light out. There's nobody there. He turns and he says, there's no one. And literally as he turns, there's somebody behind him, which is fucking terrifying. Yeah, And everyone reacts the way that I reacted watching it because everyone who's like in the cabin, who's looking out of the cabin, right. they freak out. And so did I. I like, I like shook. I was like, oh my God. Right. Cause it is it's straight up the harbinger. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's just like, Hey, can I have a cup of coffee? And they let him in. I would not have let him in. And no. Never. He turns out to be harmless, which is really interesting. Where like in Cabin Fever, the harbinger is what gets them sick. Yeah. But in, in this, he literally is harmless. I don't know. He's pretty hurtful. He like tells that woman that her coffee tastes like shit. It probably does. Have you seen her hair? <laughs> it's also like 10 p.m. He's going to be up all night. Well, I don't know. It may not be 10 p.m. because in Norway during the winter, it gets dark soon, like early. It might be like 3.30 p.m. I mean, that's true. But we do see them go through like days and nights at the same, like at what seems like a normal clip. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I mean, I've never been to Norway. I don't I've know. never been to Norway, so I can't really imagine what it's like to be in a movie about Norway. <laughs> wow. Blonde, tall women with lots of teeth. I'm there. I mean, you're not. And that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you think like we're their type? If they're no, your no. type, do you think you're their type? Do you think like overweight middle-aged Americans are like exotic to them? That's sort of my question, right? Because we sort of like fetishize like other accents and things like that. Is there yeah. any other country that's like, you know what I like? A sexy American accent. I mean, anyone who wants a green card, but like aside from <laughs> that, probably Everyone not. on 90 Day Fiance, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I don't think anyone from Norway wants to come live in America, though. No, because they have dudes from Norway. And I don't know if you've seen dudes from Norway, but like... They're broad. Choice. Uh, who wants some, like, <laughs> kin-looking G.I. Joe? Me. Well, yes, most people. We covered this. But, like, maybe they want a visa. <laughs> if you want to come to America on a K1N1 <laughs> visa and you want to marry me for at least... Just give me a baby. Oh. That's so dark. I 100% wanted you to say, if you want to come to America on an H1N1 visa. <laughs> Just bring me a dead bird as a gift. No. Okay. So I got a fun work story. Who doesn't love 90 Day Fiance or whatever? So we were we were all in it. To, like We were watching this season, all of us that work together. And it's like a K1N1 or whatever. It's a K1N1 yeah, visa. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just yeah. a K1 visa. I don't think it's a K1N1. It's K1, yeah. K1 visa. So then this guy comes in to work and he's like, yeah, my fiance is like really depressed. She's like here on a K1 visa and blah, 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 blah. And like moved on. And then we were all like, she's a 90 day fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Those H1N1 visas, man, they'll get you. That's a, what was that swine flu? Yeah, yeah, that is swine flu. I had swine flu and I beat it. In 90 days. <laughs> it took about that long. <laughs> he did not stay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Fuck that pig. Squeal. Anyway, they let this strange man in because apparently their parents never taught them about strangers. And so well, it's Norwegian. What is what country? Norway. It's Norwegian. It's OK in Norway if you're there to let people in Scandinavia. They don't have crime there, right? I heard it's nice. Well, no, because most of their men look like Alexander Skarsgård. And so I don't think it's much of a concern. Yeah, but this guy is not an Alexander Skarsgårdian looking person. This dude no. looks like the elder Skarsgård. <laughs> from dune he looks like the guy from dune yeah basically kind of yeah and they let him in they make him coffee it's organically grown they hate it well he hates it no one else is drinking it because they know better they know better they're, they're like, like it's not coffee grounds it's dirt from her hair yeah that she strains <laughs> it through her dreads <laughs> oh, that makes me want to throw up oh it's organic and so they open up a, he opens up a beer and takes a sip and he then proceeds to tell them, like, hey, I bet you spoiled brats didn't know, but, like, back in the day, the Nazis were here. And he says something kind of funny where he's like, you know how the Nazis normally went somewhere and treated people nice? And I was like, no, no. I never remember that about Nazis. I think Poland wants a word. Like, no yes. one had that experience. Poland, all the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one was like, you know, the Nazis weren't so bad. <laughs> Literally, no every place like they madness. went. Even the people in Germany. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty bad to everybody that wasn't one of them. Right. And he's like, well, the Nazis here were assholes. And I was like, yeah, they're Nazis, man. Like, <laughs> that's why Indiana Jones is constantly up their ass. Like, don't worry. Like, they're bad. I wonder if Norway, like, it wasn't. I, I don't know. Like, it is weird that, like, in a Norway movie, they had to explain that the Nazis were the bad guys. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I imagine they would have felt some of the pain. Norway surrendered, but I think they sunk the whole... Nor Norway sunk its own fleet so the Germans wouldn't 
get their hands on it, but they had a nice. very small army. Nice. I think I remember that. I think that's true. And I know that like every country had Nazi sympathizers. Like there was an American Nazi party that you we could, like, still do. Yeah. There was like an American Nazi like rally in the 1930s at Madison Square Garden and a shitload of people showed up. So like I'm not saying that Norway's particularly bad with that. Every country had that sort of thing. Um. Okay. So yeah, they did. Yeah. It was not a particularly large Navy, but yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Like I know some shit. Y'all, y'all like think I'm the idiot one, but like you're the one who can't figure out Christmas lights. <laughs> Look, those timers on that thing are hard. There's nothing more American than immediately throwing away the instructions and then 20 hours later being like, I don't think I know how to do this right. That is the most American thing. Yeah, exactly like Blair Witch, where he's like, I threw the map away. Why can't we find our way home? <laughs> I admit, it wasn't the best decision I ever made. <laughs> it wasn't like sinking a fleet of ships to, so that the Nazis couldn't get them level of good. Right. But So our harbinger gives us the baseline knowledge that Nazis were bad. Right, that Nazis were bad and that these Nazis were particularly bad and would like pillage and loot the town and stuff. Right, they were Nazis. Yeah. I did like the kids' response because they were like, yeah, they're Nazis. I mean, like they did kind of be like... Yeah. Yes. They're Nazis. Get the <laughs> fuck out of the cabin. Ich bin ein Nazi. Like, it's, yeah, got it. Uh, but apparently the locals were like, enough is enough. And they turned against them and tried to kill them and ended up chasing what they say in the story is like a small group of Nazis, but turns out to be like hundreds of Nazis. At least a hundred. Chased them into the mountains where they lost track of them. And they were never seen again. Don't you guys hate when you lose your hundreds of Nazis in the woods? Yeah, in the mountains. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, if you truly love something, you said it for me. Oh, God. <laughs> Mikey, no. And if it comes back, it's the third act of this movie. <laughs> I think if it comes back, it's the fourth Reich. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No. Oh. <laughs> but anyway, he's like, that's why you have to be careful in these part of the mountains. You don't want to rouse the evil. Now, here's my theory that is not well explained in the film okay. of what happened. Okay. I think Sarah beat them to the cabin by a day. Yeah. And I think she found that box and put it below the cabin. And that's what had attracted them to the cabin. And that box is what, quote unquote, raises them from the dead. And that's why they're there the whole time. Because otherwise it doesn't make any sense. Because they're around before we even discover the box in the cabin. So I think that's what happened and they just don't explain it right. I mean, I think you're probably right. I honestly think it's like a dead man's curse or whatever, the the black curse of the black pearl thing. Because yeah. they did pillage the town and take the gold and all that shit. Here's the thing about that. That's a very small box for 100 Nazis. Yeah. At least Curse of the Black Pearl, they had a big treasure chest, mm -hmm. tons of doubloons. There's enough money for everybody. Yeah. This right. one, it's like you have to reanimate yourself and chase down the $10 that's your, you know, that's your share of this. A Chuck E. Cheese token box? Yeah. yeah. Like, let me die. But that's what it'd be like. It'd be like, here's 100 bucks. You have to live forever and protect this hundred bucks. I'd be like, a hundred bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna protect this by giving it to Postmates. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Postmates, why don't you protect this hundred and give me some tacos? You want to? Yeah, I have to die, lie frozen under the snow for uh, like seventy years for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Yeah, just in case someone disturbs it. I'm going to need you to go into full-on alien-level stasis for $67. Wait, I thought it was 100 Well, we got tacos. Don't worry about it. Twelve more guys joined up. We had to divide it even further. <laughs>
Who signed up for that? Who was like, you know what? That's the team I want to be on. We're going to protect $100. Let's do it. Does it explain why they're Nazis? I mean, <laughs> I mean why Nike, they're zombies? What? No, it doesn't go into the political intricacies that made the Nazi party. No. It, it hit, the Harbinger doesn't go into the beer hall push and the fact that they never really persecuted the people who tried to commit an insurrection. So, like, when they didn't persecute them, it led to them emboldening themselves. And then a few years later, Hitler taking over. I hope that doesn't happen again. Again, sometime soon. Plus the Hugo Boss uniforms. Oh yeah, well, the uniforms. But okay, but does it explain why they're zombies? This is the question I meant to it ask. It does not. It doesn't. It does not. No, and I don't think they are zombies. Honestly, no. Well, they don't act quite like normal zombies. No, they don't. They're not super interested in biting people. They'd rather stab you or shoot you with a gun. And they only like want to kill. They you. wait to attack people, which is what I couldn't figure out. Like they want to fight people. <laughs> And they can, <laughs> yeah, they're Nazis. And they can speak words. Like, it's, they're not Nazis. They're, they're not, they are Nazis. Hang on. Hang on. Yeah. They are Nazis. Hang on. They are not zombies. Yeah. I mean, I think they are zombies. They're just like smart zombies. I think they're just incredibly cold Nazis. Well, but I mean, but then they'd be hundred, like a hundred years old. Yeah. The, the cold preserves you, Paige. But like, what would you do for a Klondike bar? And seventeen dollars. <laughs> what would you do for a Nazi bar? Horrific things. <laughs> yeah. Unspeakable. Unspeakable things. things. Would you fuck in an outhouse? <laughs> no. That's a bridge too far for me. Do you think that's what brought them back, Mikey? Yes. <laughs> like one woman's bravery to do what she needed to do to achieve her goals in that outhouse. Oh. I don't know. I, I thought they were going to explain it when that one, when the uh, like fucking gold medalist goes to the bunker or whatever, uh, but then they didn't. Gold medalist? Yeah, the, the guy who like, you know, snowmobiles and shoots and does all the... Oh, we were supposed to know that your gold medalist quote was about that guy? <laughs> it's a gold medal from the X Games top. Yeah, Victor, <laughs> Ventral. Oh, so it doesn't count? Come at me, Sean White! Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he will come at you. What was that movie we watched where he was like beating the shit out of people? Yeah, that's, that's what made me think of it. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, Just Friends, I think. Just Friends, yes. Yeah, that was on Romance in the Pod, though. And honestly, he's great in that no, movie. No, it wasn't Just Friends. It was Friends with Benefits. That's right. Anyway, so he warns them not to arouse the evil, and then he leaves. The Harbinger, yes. Not gold medal, as we'll call him from now on. <laughs> right. <laughs> not the Har- yeah, not the Harbinger. The guy who could snowmobile like the best person in the world. Yes. Yeah. Right. Gold medal. Sean White. <laughs> can we call him Sean White the rest of the time? Yeah, we can call him Sean White. Yeah. I love it. Anyway, we cut to them sleeping. Yes. Which, it's amazing that immediately they go from the creepiest story ever to zed out asleep on the floor. Yeah. Well, in, in the bunks. They're in the bunks, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, also, like, that guy came over and was like, 80 years ago, there were Nazis. Nazis were bad. Did you ever hear Nazis? And they're like, yeah, yeah I live Fucking, I yeah, they're Nazis. <laughs> yeah, they're like the bad guy in every popular media on the planet and they're actually terrible evil people yeah so yeah well they are evil now i gotta get out of here but <laughs> your coffee shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, lock the door i'm going to bed yeah <laughs> listen up dreadlocks get you some fucking folgers by the time i'm back tomorrow morning the best part of waking up is dreadlocks in your cup <laughs> <laughs> so sean white wakes up 
he sees someone crouching and going into the compartment below the cabin. Yeah. And he follows it outside and it's like he he thinks it's Sarah, but he calls out. There's no response. He follows out the front door. There's no sign of anyone. And then he turns and she's just standing there in the snow in the distance, bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. It's like it's zombie a very Sarah. freaky sequence. Yeah. And then he. But he like wakes, wakes up, up, right? Yeah. It's a dream. OK. Yeah. It was all a dream. Because she's currently headless in a cave. We'll find out later. Yes, yeah. yeah. She is very dead. Yeah. Uh, we cut to a lit campsite in the mountains. Oh, lit. shit, it's lit as fuck up here. <laughs> this campsite's <laughs> lit. Because the harbinger knows what's up. Yeah, he hears something outside. Although, if you look at the inside of his tent, he's sleeping directly on snow. <laughs> like, you're going to die. <laughs> like, what? No. I don't know, man. He's Norwegian. Like, I, I do think if anyone could figure out how to sleep directly on snow, it's Norwegian people. Like, that is something yeah. that they deal with. You can sleep in igloos? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. We do see an, uh, like a snow cave at one point, and I don't yeah. know how you would keep those warm and not melt them, but I'm sure there's a way to do that. I don't know. Like, maybe you I just spit and see which way it travels and then walk the other direction because that's where can the warmth is. Can they even get shellfish there, though? No, no, no. They can't get shellfish because they sank all their naval equipment. Right, huh. right, 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 right. <laughs> that was so long ago. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, he hears someone outside his tent and somebody untethers one side of his tent. Yeah. So he goes out with a gun and a flashlight. Yeah. He's like, get out of here, Nazis. Get. 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 (laughs) I like how he's like the only Southerner in Norway. Yeah. (laughs) Get out of here, Nazi. (laughs) He puts his tent stake back into the ground and just as he does, he hears something behind him and he turns and this is one of the creepiest, creepiest shots in this movie. He's shining with his flashlight and he kind of shines his light across and he just sees a pair of feet standing out in the snow. And before he can even register what it is, something runs past him and slits his throat. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not very Nazi-like behavior. Sorry. Well, it's very Nazi-like. zombie-like behavior. I don't know why I'm confusing the two. This is concerning. It's happening. They don't eat him. They just leave him to freeze to death, which I think is kind of interesting. Well, because they prefer popsicles. (laughs) <laughs> he runs back he runs back into his tent and then that nazi comes in and just stabs him a bunch yeah which is very nazi-like behavior not very not zombie-like, zombie-like behavior, behavior. Yeah. Mm. they don't seem to crave brains in the way traditional zombies do let's put it that way or at all like they don't want to eat these people at all which i found offensive they do later they though do later do they they eat the one girl they eat live yeah, but they like take her intestines out very slowly. Yeah. Maybe they're just into gut play. <laughs> gut stuff? Uh, they're just. G U T T. Yeah, gut stuff. I hate all of this. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Anyway, we cut back to the cabin the next morning, and Sean White is going to go out to look for Sarah. Yes. And he's going to take his snowmobile and do some sick jumps on the way. <laughs> and oddly enough, the soundtrack is Lit's My Own Worst Enemy. <laughs> we can all like come together and be like, Uber Eats is basically like modern day crazy taxi. <laughs> I don't know how you got here, but I'm so glad you did. My brother started doing it for like part time or whatever. And he's like, they just send you an order and they're like $7. You can get this pizza over there. It's just like crazy taxi. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sounds fun. 
It's not. It's terrible work. Yeah. Terrible work. The gig yeah. economy is ruining our actual economy. Well, I, I still loved Crazy Taxi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think we should get into the socioeconomic problems that come about when Crazy Taxi is a thing. But I'm very upset that, like, the guy who created Uber, when they thought this idea up in their jam pad, which is what they actually called it, that they were just like, yeah, Crazy Taxi. Let's just make that. Like crazy taxi, but real. Yeah. And also there's pizza. <laughs> I mean, that's a pitch. <laughs> right? I'd like to buy in for a million dollars. So he goes off to do some sick jumps on a snowmobile yeah. and the rest of them decide to have a sled race. Which looks fun as shit. I'm going to be honest with you. It I does. love sledding. It's so much fun. It's super fun. Uh, and we cut back and forth between him doing like X Games style curls and shit. Uh, until finally we cut to him with the snowmobile stopped. He eats the Firefest sandwich. And then as he's eating his Firefest sandwich, he sees a tent down at the bottom of the hill. Yeah. And it's the lit tent from the night before. Yeah. So he goes to investigate and he peeks in and there's blood everywhere. Like it's hard, impossible to miss it. But he peeks into the tent and he goes, hi. Yeah. <laughs> and then opens it further and the dude is full-blown frozen and dead yeah because it's norway and he's his throat has been cut he's been stabbed multiple times yeah and he's like purple he's just like you can't see what Paige is doing but honestly it's a great impression it is a good impression harbinger pop because he's a popsicle <laughs> yeah so he takes off in the snowmobile or towards the snowmobile i should say meanwhile back in the cabin they're making lunch she's cutting uh hannah's cutting carrots accidentally cuts her finger and this is where we find out that martin is afraid of blood yeah uh and they're making fun of him well yeah because he's gonna be a doctor and he's afraid of blood also he's a 45 year old man who's afraid of blood right well, be a mortician they don't have any blood when they're dead you have to drain the blood out of them <laughs> mikey <laughs> who did you think did that vampires <laughs> yeah what's a good okay you could be a podiatrist Actually, a general practitioner wouldn't deal with a lot yeah. of blood because they usually have someone on staff who takes the blood for them. Yeah, yeah, so it's rare that your general practitioner would be dealing with your blood. A psychiatrist? You could be a psychiatrist. Yeah, I was, you could be a doctor of like English yeah. or like. You could just be a doctor in music <laughs> a, or some bullshit like that. Doctor. He's the only guy in med school who's going for a doctorate in English. And they're like, that's not how any of this works. And he's like, uh, I think you meant to use the passive participle in front of the verb adverb reflex. <laughs> I don't know anything about language. I am the worst reader speller you'll ever meet. Oh, boy. So at this point, <laughs> oh Erland goes to get them more beer. And he's wearing a brain dead shirt in reference to brain dead. Also known in the States as dead alive, but a classic zombie movie that we have wanted to do. That's never streaming. Um, but his death is the same as the first death in brain dead, which his death was impressive. Yes. Like I was super impressed by the special effects in his one death specifically. Although honestly, none of the special effects bothered me. No, the special effects are pretty good in this yeah. movie. I, there's one place where I take issue, and I'll talk about it. Fair enough. Get to it, but... Is it when he's shitting and they're having sex? <laughs> I mean, there's that. <laughs> All the special effects in that scene. <laughs> no, it's later, but we'll get to. 
Uh, anyway, so the bag <laughs> holding the beer breaks, and that's how he finds the box with all of the Nazi gold in it. It's not Nazi gold. It It is the gold from the town. It has swastikas on it. Does it? I thought it was straight up the gold from the town. Yeah, the, that guy's story was he stole all the, they stole all the gold from Oxenclock Theater. <laughs> it is. So there's gold from the town in there, but then there's also a bunch of stuff in there that's just fully swastika out. Well, I mean, they were socialists. So all the Nazis put all their gold into that box and they were like, you have to stay alive forever for $22. (laughs) For a bunch of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. I do love when they they open the Chuck E. Cheese token box, like they all, their faces glow yellow, like in a- Like Pulp Fiction. Like Pulp Fiction, yeah. So we cut to the snowmobile where he's still out looking for Sarah and he sees a set of footprints, but it's only one set because that's when Nazi (laughs) zombies. carried her i don't i don't even know when that joke started in this podcast but we have been using that joke for years at this point and i don't even know it's been so long i don't remember what it's from it's from footprints it's a legit christian thing there's like a frame thing where it's like it's like a poem that's right of like when there was only one set of footprints that's when i carried you yeah yeah i was carrying you So he follows the set of footprints and then he falls through the snow into like a cavern below. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the cabin, they're playing with the gold the Nazis both owned and stole. Their hundred dollars of gold that they're watching over. What would you guys do if you found a bunch of Nazi gold at a cabin? Ooh, I would assume it was cursed. (laughs) I'm like, there's a lot of bad karma contained in this Nazi gold. I would probably give it to a museum. Yeah, I would probably try and call like a, a museum curator or something like that. I would see if there was a tape recorder next to it. Yeah, same, same, same. <laughs> I definitely would melt it down and sell it. I'd be Googling how to remove swastikas from golden bars. You just <laughs> melt it. You have to melt it. <laughs> I, yeah, I would. No, I would probably just give it to uh, a museum and hope that they could either repatriate it. I would just walk into my bank and be like, I need to make a deposit. I found <laughs> Nazi gold. <laughs> like, sir, we don't take deposits in the form of rubies that might be cursed. Also, it came with this book bound in skin. <laughs> if you bring your Nazi gold to Fifth Third Reich Bank, they will deposit it. <laughs> Fifth Third Reich Bank. <laughs> right next to the Fourth Second Baptist Church. Oh, no, there is a, there is a Fifth Third Bank. They're they're here in Nashville. I'm sorry. That's why what? Mikey got the joke. That's that's why I laughed a lot. Yeah. But that's oh. a good. That is a really good southeastern oh. bank joke. Oh my god. Anyway, so they're <laughs> playing with the Nazi gold, and it's like Bitcoin. <laughs> I have seven Nazi gold. Erland says that he's going to go take a shit, and my favorite is Roy says name it after me yeah he does <laughs> just great i also like that chris like really clocks it she's like oh now's my time <laughs> now is my time and he does an arnold impression on his way out which is flawless yeah very good actually he does a great impression very good yeah. he goes out to the outhouse and as he does he drops some gold in the snow yes and that is not a euphemism. He waits no. to shit till he gets in the into the shit shack. <laughs> right. He actually drops Nazi gold. Yeah. In the snow. I, I'm gonna start using that as a euphemism for shit. <laughs> I'm gonna go drop some gold in the snow. I'm gonna be at a Christmas party in like two weeks and be like, hey, I gotta go drop some Nazi gold off in the snow. Yeah. And then oh I'm gonna turn God. to the group and be like, he's super racist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's definitely going to backfire on me. I'm going to not use that. (sighs) Anyway, my favorite part about this is that he leaves just as Roy is starting to tell a joke 
that quote has poop pee and semen yes and then he starts the joke with there once was a poop and then we cut away (laughs) from it because chris gets up and follows erland out to the outhouse and we do establish that he like finishes shitting yes we see him wipe only one time yes which should we talk about it (laughs) should we talk about the level of fiber needed to achieve single wipe status every time sure Yeah. yeah absolutely yeah uh no i'm i'm betting more wiping probably needed to happen yeah but Paige, i'm betting more wiping did happen she wiped his butt i think she wiped his butt (laughs) mikey i love you so much you guys think she wiped his butt yes i do mikey (sighs) i do think that i think (sighs) she has a diaper fetish i thought we all were on board with that because she stays in poops she does. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she posts sex poops, which fine. I mean, sometimes after somebody dumps in you, you got to take a dump. <laughs> it's a circle of life or whatever. <laughs> I do think that's what that Elton John song is about. Kuna Matata. It's the circle of poops. Hapuna Matata. Mm. Um, anyway, she comes. She comes into the outhouse and literally just starts making out with him, yeah. and then pauses for a second. And he's like, "Yeah, go ahead." Yeah, and then she ends up sucking his finger. Yeah, and then they have sex while he's still sitting on the toilet. So I thought he was gonna get a blumpkin. So I thought so too, and I was like, me "Please too. no, please yes. no." Okay, listen, blumpkins happen. I think it's maybe I don't know. The whole thing is not not my whole deal. Listen, I don't think, and this is just me, if you do something different, that's fine. I don't want shit to be involved in sex at all for me. I don't want to be there. But like, if you're into it and your partners, that's fine. I don't care. Just don't tell me about it. But this is even that. This is not even that. This is just like, you pooped, but now I'm ready to go. It's the smell of the poop that got me ready. (laughs) He has not even washed his hands and she is sucking on his fingers. Oh, Oh, I didn't think about that. He literally just wiped his shit. Oh my God. Oh, oh my no. God, Mikey. That oh my right God, there. Sick. Oh. <sighs> that's why she was in the bathroom afterwards. <sighs> because she was throwing up shit that she devoured off of his hand. I mean, you guys made us watch this movie. Anyway, she's super <laughs> hot. I'd have sex with her in out out, but whatever. Her decisions are her decisions. If she <laughs> Listen, and it does seem like it's consensual. Like everyone is happy they're involved and that's great for them. I'm just grossed out. Yeah. But this was the scariest part of the movie for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, they cut back to the cabin right as he finishes that joke. So we don't have to hear the joke. Yeah. Also, that's the quickest sex ever. Well, they, they say he took a long time, but it's implied that the joke that he was telling took the whole time. It was the aristocrats. The, yeah, it was like the aristocrats. <laughs> well, it's about this poop, right? Right. And the pee is invading their country, so the poop had it. to run to the dock and, like, submerge all the semen. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. It's a callback. Anyway, so they ask if he saw Chris on the way to the bathroom, and he's like, yes, she's in the bathroom now. Yeah. And we cut to her taking a shit and something's looking through the door at her and at first she's like hey is that you like round two like what's up and then no it's a zombie nazi and she gets pulled through the bottom of the outhouse yeah and then she climbs back up covered in poop think about that no that means while they were having sex while that guy was having a shit there was a nazi down there yeah just loving it he's german (laughs) 
So she gets pulled through it. She climbs back up, which is disgusting. It's very shit descent, though. Yeah. And she runs outside, and she's basically been disemboweled. And she screams for help, but they can't quite hear her over the music until Hannah kind of hears her. So she turns it off, and they hear her scream. They go out to look for her, but something tackles her and she's just fucking gone. Yeah. I did like that shot, though, because she's like screaming out to them and the people in the cabin are like turning the music off or the girls are and like listening for her. And then one of them does go out to look. I think it's dreadlocks goes out to look and like right before she opens the door, the Nazi comes like tackles her out of frame and then she opens the door perfectly. Like the timing on that was great. I loved it. And I was still into this movie through these scenes. I thought this was all pretty cool. I think the sex shitting thing is what started to turn me off a little bit. Mm. Oh, not you, Mikey. Not you. You were into it. (laughs) I was happy for Ernest. (laughs) His name is not Ernest. It's Erland. Yeah. I chalked it up to like in cabin fever when the two people are kind of hooking up or whatever. So I just figured I was like, well, it's teens in a cabin. People going to hook up. I don't love that shit's involved, but yeah. Anyway, so they go out looking for her and they don't find her, but they do find Sarah's backpack. Yes. Like buried in the snow. And I think you're right, Paige. When you mentioned earlier, she'd been there like a day before she beat them by a day. Right. Like, I think that was the amount of snowfall that would have accumulated over the day. Right. So that makes sense to me. Right. So they then are like, something's wrong. We got to get dressed and look for her. And Hannah looks out the window. And at first it looks like Chris is outside, but then it's just her head. Oh, and it's like someone holding her head and like moving it up. Oh, that fucking terrified me, man. It was so, again, at this point, I'm still fucking in this movie. I am here for this movie at this point. Yeah, at this point, I hated this movie, but only because it was scaring me, if that makes sense. Like, it, to me, wasn't a terrible movie yet. Yet. Yeah. But at this point, they get attacked by zombies around the house. Yeah, shit starts popping off. Yeah, shit starts popping off. They're trying to drag them through the windows. They're trying to, and they end up kind of barricading the cabin. The one thing I do like about this movie is I think people make logical choices through a lot of it. Until towards the end, yes. Because like in this scene, they don't even question it. They're just like, barricade the house, get the knives. Like we are in action. Like this is what we're going to do. I mean, they may not know at this point it's zombies because honestly it's not, but they don't even know it's Nazis really. They're like just, hey, we're under attack. Let's protect ourselves. We're under attack. Yeah, right. Um, But the zombies literally are just busting through the wood of the cabin. At one point they cut one of their hands off and they see that it's wearing a swastika ring. Yeah. And so early kind of makes the connection of like they are nazis and zombies and he tells everyone don't get bitten i love what he's just like oh no zombies zombies <laughs> we never find out if getting bitten actually does anything to no, you no you don't it doesn't is- it 100 does not i think we get that answer because he cuts his arm off and then his dick gets bit off and he doesn't turn into a Nazi. None of them ever turn into Nazis. Does he get bit off or just bit? Oh, they actually, he bites the side of his leg. Well, so we don't know, but he also, even when you get bit by a zombie, you die and turn. So like he could have survived that long with a bite and then he gets killed. So it doesn't matter. But we never find out if getting bit turns you into a zombie. Do they give you your own uniform? Like, what? How does it work? <laughs> I just want to see the zombie tailor for, like, the new zombie recruits. 
Yeah. Hugo brains. Yep, exactly. Um, <laughs> anyway, they pull Erlen through a window and they rip his head in half. Look, and the brain plops onto the floor. Just plops onto the floor of the cabin. <laughs> this looked super impressive for the type of movie this is. I love this yeah. shot. This is cool. Yeah. It was great. My favorite is when Roy says, we should have gone to the beach like I told you. <laughs> Which is, uh, but the next day, Sean White wakes up in that hole and he kind of finds a passage out and looks across the snow and he punch digs his way out of the passage and he sees that his snowmobile is still there but he has an idea so meanwhile back at the cabin the remaining four Liv and hannah roy and martin have been up all night and they're like we gotta do something we can't just stay here they know we're here we gotta try and get to the car to get help but only Sean White knows the way and the tracks are covered by snow. So they decide to split up, but even they admit that it's a bad idea, which I like. Um, But they agree that Martin and Roy are going to create a distraction and then Liv and Hannah are going to try and make their way through the snow to the car or to the fjord where they can find tourists. Anyone to help, really. Yeah, anyone to help. So Martin and Roy make a bunch of noise And this, for some reason, looks green screened. There's a couple shots in this third act that suddenly look green screened, even though they've definitely been on location for a lot of it. I thought it was like they had to do reshoots and it wasn't as snowy as it was when they did the initial shoots. Something like that. Something like that. Uh, Regardless, uh, Sean White makes a torch from the gasoline in his snowmobile. And then he goes underground back into the cavern and through a tunnel and finds what looked like disturbed graves. And he finds weapons from World War II and a Nazi flag. He hears a growl. And then he there's this really cool panning shot of like helmet, 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 Sarah's head. Yeah. And he doesn't react emotionally all that much. I think it's because he didn't know it was Sarah until because you like. He does sort of like, oh, my God. He looks closer. Yeah. yeah, And then he looks closer. He's like, Sarah. Oh, my God. It's Sarah. Right. I mean, like, he didn't know Sarah that much. It was his girlfriend. I mean, they were dating Mikey. Oh, were they? Yes. (laughs) He was going to break up with her. So it was like, you don't know that. You can't just create backstories because you didn't pay attention. Why not? It makes everything more fun. We legit just made up a whole sexual backstory for Chris. I think Chris gave us a lot of those facts. I mean, yeah, there's evidence to suggest, but I think Mikey can make up a backstory if he wants. I'm fine with it. So the one cool thing that Sean White does here is that he senses someone is behind him and he doesn't even hesitate. He just swings. So he doesn't even take the time to look behind him and see that it's a zombie. He just swings with the torch and hits it. Yeah. Martin does the same thing later with an axe. And it punch throws him out of the tunnel. (laughs) Yes. And a full ass zombie emerges. He backs up, punches him. He and the zombie end up fighting and he headbutts him. And then he grabs the Nazi's helmet and punches him with the helmet on his hand. Yeah. Which is definitely green screen, but still looked pretty, pretty fun. It was it it was pretty cool. At this point, Sean White bites the Nazi zombie. Yeah, it's the first time I think I've ever seen somebody bite a zombie. Preemptively, like he doesn't wait for the zombie to try and bite him. Actually, I think Mm -hmm. that's wrong. I think the zombie does bite his jacket. The zombie tries to bite his coat. And there's just so much like. I don't know, fluff that he like spits it out, but doesn't actually bite him. And then Sean White just bites him back. I was like, this is bonkers. (laughs) It's nuts. Yeah. Meanwhile, we cut to the girls running through the snow. Yeah. And they have no idea where they are. Everything looks the same. At first, they decide that maybe they're going to split up, but then they decide to run together. And just as they're deciding, a Nazi pops out of the snow. 
Meanwhile, Sean White is on the edge of a cliff facing off against another Nazi with a log. He breaks it over his head and then he grabs the first Nazi's knife and throws it through this guy's eye and impales him on a tree. <laughs> because this guy can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. He's Sean yeah. fucking White. Gold medalist. He's Sean fucking White. <laughs> okay. Real backstory time. He is a secret agent sent to this area to investigate Nazi zombies. Sarah was not his girlfriend. It is a backstory, a fake backstory. She was his undercover partner. Yes. Yeah. I love this. This checks out. Because he takes this all very well. He does. He literally goes James Bond level (laughs) in these couple scenes because he ends up hanging off the side of a cliff by that Nazi's intestines while fighting another zombie. And he does get bit in the neck. He does, but he's fine. Another evidence to suggest that they're not like virus zombies. Well, you see, they don't want to make everybody Nazis because Nazis are very picky. (laughs) Right. So he (laughs) climbs his way back up using those intestines. Meanwhile, Hannah and Liv fight other zombies. They stomp one's face in. They make a run for it. And Liv runs right into the fist of a zombie. Yeah. She then wakes up to two zombies pulling her intestines out. Yeah, like eating her, I guess. And holding a grenade for some reason. Yeah, it's a German grenade. It's like what would be called in Call of Duty a potato masher grenade. That is what it looks like. Yeah. And it explodes. I'm not sure why they had one or why they blow her up. Because they're Nazis. They they probably were holding them on their uniform where you would hold grenades. that makes more sense. the Nazis used those types of grenades. So she just grabbed it, knew what it was. Yeah. And then set it off i don't know how you set off a potato match or grenade but she set it off yeah she sets it off yeah but now hannah runs and there's like a whole group of nazi zombies and their head zombie is like directing them yeah so hannah hides up in a tree she sees a bird's nest and the mama bird is like going ape shit and is going to alert them to her position so she gets in a fight with this bird she murks this bird she and i love that it. bird it was so funny and then when she kills the bird and she makes a lot of noise like there's no way yeah. those two zombies didn't hear her and i do love that when it like zooms down they're like right under her like yeah we heard all of that yeah we heard you murder a bird on account of them crows yeah yeah so she grabs a branch and basically jumps down onto one impaling him in the head and then runs through the snow yeah she finds herself on the edge of a cliff and turns and she stomps causing an avalanche which at first looks like it kills both of them yeah at first i thought she was just trying to call a sandworm She's putting down a thumper. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, Chris dropped a thumper the night before. <laughs> you mean er- Erlen dropped a thumper and then Chris oh, that's caught right, that's his right. sandworm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Absolutely. She got the shy hello Oh, God. <laughs> I want someone to re-edit Dune, and whenever, whenever time there's a thumper on the screen, it's just thumper from Bambi. So meanwhile, <laughs> back at the cabin, they're making Molotov cocktails, And here's what I couldn't figure out, if they were trying to burn the cabin down or not, or if he's just a bad shot. Yeah, I don't think he was, because Martin (laughs) shoots out the window and says, throw it, throw it. And then the other guy throws it against the wall, and Martin turns around like, what the fuck, bro? (laughs) And 
into the corner like three feet off. I was dying. I was like, if this wasn't intentional, that's hilarious. It's the worst. Yeah. They make a call on a cell phone that miraculously works that wasn't working before, but then it immediately dies. Well, because you can dial 911 even if you don't have service. Like that is a thing. It's like an emergency thing. Uh, It doesn't work everywhere, but it will work in some places that you don't have service. Anyway, yeah. so they decide to get to the shed and the shed is basically like an evil dead amount of weapons. Yeah. And we get a mini Shaun of the Dead gear up montage. Yes, yeah, it is yeah. very Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Meanwhile, we go back to Sean White who stitches up his own neck with fishing wire. Oh, this shot, there was a lot of actually like body horror that got me yeah. in this movie. And this is one of it because like the blood is squirting out. Like your yes. heartbeat would actually squeak, cause it squeak, to do. Squeak. But I mean, if you're to that point, you're going to bleed out and die. Anyway, but he like sews it up with mm-hmm. like fishing line and, and a then hook. duct tapes Ugh. over it yeah. and i was like why did you just duct tape the whole time but whatever yeah, yeah, anyway whatever. you could have duct taped it without sewing i think at that point yeah i mean i think you're gonna die regardless but they are they are medical students so they're all a little extra mm, yeah. and he's a secret agent <laughs> yeah secret agent man so he mounts one of their machine guns onto his snowmobile like you do and he takes off with like a zombie hanging off the back but then he takes like a sweet hill and smacks that zombie against a branch that shit was so funny to me like he had no <laughs> idea that zombie was about to kill him and it just gets knocked off a, by a branch yep i was like what is he d'artagnan like what is happening right now <laughs> meanwhile hana wakes up buried in the snow and this is like her nightmare yeah it's also mine i was like oh god kill me like no thank you and the camera shot is upside down and you see her spit like hanging right yeah and so the camera turns and she's able to dig her way out the right way but again she was not there for that original conversation about which way your snot hangs yeah. but i mean she understands gravity so i mean she gets i it. guess yeah you yeah. could logically think your way out of this like i it did not bother me that she wasn't there for that initial conversation but yeah she does get out and this is like that she Shot that actually looked like the movie Descent. Yeah, it looks really cool. It was cool, yeah. So she gets out, so did the zombie, so she stomps on his head, which is great. Yes. Uh, but now everybody got weapons. So Martin and Roy square off against a group of Nazi zombies, and they've got a chainsaw and a sledgehammer, and they just go fucking ape shit until the chainsaw runs out and the sledgehammer runs out and then Roy has a hammer and sickle Yes, and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> he even holds it like it's the uh, USSR he flag. Does. Yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah. Nazis hate that. They so do. So funny. You want to see a Nazi get triggered? <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's waves and waves of bad guys coming, like a video game where you like beat six of them and then eight of them come and then, you know, whatever. Yeah, the commander guy yells. And he's like, We're all... well, he talks. He makes a noise. I mean, he makes yeah. a word. Yep. So just in time, Sean White shows up and machine guns the zombies. He runs over one with the snowmobile. He crushes one with the motor and then he like chops another one up with the motor of his snowmobile. Yeah, he snowmo murders a lot of zombies right here. Yeah, he yeah. snowmo murders yeah. like everybody. And then there's this hilarious silence where he's just like where have you guys been where'd you get the machine gun yeah oh you know i've been busy where are the (laughs) others oh they're dead like it's just this kind of and as they're having the conversation zombies sneak up behind him and 
a whole group of zombies stab him in unison. And it's a very funny tableau. Man, it was so funny because like he gets stabbed once and then twice. And then the right. next shot is like Backstreet Boy Nazi zombies stabbing him all in yeah. like a pose. Yeah. It was Stab very funny. your back. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So this is the one scene where the special effects break down for me because they draw and quarter him. Yes. Every piece, like every, you see like his leg and stuff and it's just a clean cut. Yeah. Right along the bone. <laughs> it looks like they made a jello mold and put like a fake plastic bone in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he and his friends kill them all with the remaining weapons they have. Yeah. They soccer kick one of the heads. And Martin is flailing wildly with an axe until he accidentally gets Hannah in the neck. Yes, that's Hannah's fault. Yeah, never sneak up on someone who's in a Nazi killing rage. They're all fighting and she's not going to be like, it's me, Hannah. It's a me, Hannah. <laughs> it's me, your dreadlocks. So the head zombie shows up. And Martin is at first very, very sad about Hannah, but he stands up and then shoots like four zombies. But then he gets tackled and gets bit. Roy smashes the zombie's head, covering Martin in head juice. And then Martin freaks out because he's like, do you remember what Erlen said? Don't get bitten. You'll become one of them. And then Roy is like, well, isn't your grandfather Jewish? Like, I don't think they want you on their team. <laughs> right. Which I thought was <laughs> so funny. It's <laughs> such a weird thing to like, you won't turn into a zombie. You're Jewish. But instead, Martin decides that he's going to amputate his own arm with a chainsaw, which, by the way, would kill you because you'd go into shock. I don't know if you saw it, Paige. He like lit a fire and then cauterized the ho- the wound. So he'd be, yeah. he'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be fine. <laughs> He's a 45-year-old first-year med student, Paige. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> anyway, so he cauterized the wound, so he's got a, su- uh, air quote, successful amputation. Um, and just as he, he, like, stands up, he's like, ha-ha, and just as he does that, a zombie sits up out of the snow and bites his dick. Yeah. And he almost <laughs> screams, come on! Yeah, he's just like, no! And then he punches him and stomps his head in. And then he looks at the chainsaw again. And Roy just goes, no. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think he needed to. Ampu- I, I, that lost me at the amputation. This Same. is where yeah. it, it, the movie loses me. And they made that poor man act the rest of this movie with one arm in his shirt like we couldn't see it. <laughs> and I felt bad for the actor. It's so clearly just in his shirt, too. Yeah, he's, he's so like, he's bad. like, guys, I've got to take my thumb off. <laughs> I love when you do visual <laughs> gags on the podcast. It's so funny. Guys, I just oh, removed God. my thumb for you people at home. He's like, oh, guys, I got your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the head zombie's just been standing there this whole time. Yeah. That's my favorite. Like, he watched him amputate his own arm. <laughs> anyway, so they're like, well, let's just gut the bastard and leave because he's the last one standing. Or so they think. And he says, arise. And there's like hundred zombie Hitler zombies. No, there are no Hitlers. They're just zombies. Yeah, there's Nazi zombies. Yeah. Congratulations everyone. With the deaths of a hundred zombies so far, you're up to $35. <laughs> there's just a giant gold piggy bank hanging from the sky. <laughs> you're like, you'd think, you think it'd be more than 34 Nazi gold dollar at this point. Well, they were pretty good at red light, green light. They're good at taking orders. <laughs> if I learned anything from the Nuremberg trials, that's what I learned. Yeah. So they start running and head Nazi Nazi picks up the hammer from the hammer and sickle. Yeah. Roy, as he's running, just gets like 
hammered in the head which is insane like they're all running and then that head nazi zombie comes with the hammer and hits him in the head from like left field like out of nowhere out of nowhere and then it causes him to impale himself on a tree which pulls out some of his intestines so he ends up collapsing you know that thing when you're like running in the woods and like you like brush by a tree and then you realize that your entrails are connected to it yeah always at this point i was like oh this is dumb Yeah. Uh, So Martin sees his chance and runs because they descend upon the guy with the intestines. He takes off for the cabin. He climbs through the burnt wreckage and finds the box with the gold. He basically offers it to them. They stop. He runs. And it seems like he solved it, basically. Yeah. He's like, oh, all they wanted was their lucky charms. (laughs) (laughs) and so he (laughs) he gets to the car and my first thought was they gave the girls the keys so how's he gonna get in the car they had two cars i thought he just had like the boy car keys there was two cars i thought they gave both sets to the girls but maybe i was wrong i mean i don't know it doesn't matter anyway so he has a set of keys he gets into the car and he's sad because he sees sarah car sarah's car next to it yeah and as he kind of like adjust the seat belt a piece of nazi gold falls onto the floor and he just says oh fuck he looks up and the head nazi is by the window and punches through the window and And that's that's the the movie movie. so having seen this movie having talked about this movie what did you guys think about dead snow honestly was better than i expected really this is better than you expected (laughs) and you wanted to do this movie i pictured blood diner levels of madness in the snow and the first two-thirds of this movie are decent they are better than that you are right yeah the last third of this movie is is blood diner in the snow yeah this movie's no blood diner let's talk about that first (laughs) there's no brain in a jar there's only a brain on the floor I did not like this movie at all. Like, it was scary when it needed to be scary, and I just don't like scary things, which is the podcast premise. But I also didn't really find it funny when it was trying to be funny. I thought it was weird. I I don't know. I just didn't really like it. Well, that sounds like Norwegian humor. (laughs) Yeah, Norwegian scat humor. Absolutely, Mikey. Yeah. So I don't know. I enjoyed talking about it with you guys way more than I enjoyed watching it. I definitely hope this is this is one of those episodes that people listen to but don't necessarily watch the movie because I don't feel like the movie's worth watching. I've heard the second one is way better than the first one. There's three. What? Oh my god. When I was looking at today, there was three. <laughs> but I'm down to watch the the next two because like Yeah, I wouldn't veto it. Like that's fine. Yeah. I mean, if it's better than this, this movie's not blood diner level terrible. So right. it can't be the worst thing we've done. <laughs> I thought it was pretty fun, but fell apart it did fall apart in the third act but Paige, do you have some fun facts for us i do well hit us with your fun facts Death Snow, fun, fun facts. facts okay so the nazis in this film are a combination of zombies in pop culture and an ancient norse mythical being known oh. as a drog d-r-a-u-g okay so that's why they're very different from what we would know as zombies yeah okay cool that's good to know yeah a, a drog or draug not sure 
uh, is an undead being who would inhabit graves, often the graves of important men, and Ooh. keep their treasures. So it would specifically protect their treasures as if it was their own. So that's why they are tied to the gold. Interesting. Okay, cool. So essentially, that means that the zomb- the Nazis are probably dead and inhabited by an evil... Their bodies are inhabited by evil spirits. Okay. Oh, that's actually kind of cool. That's good to know. That makes more sense, I would say, yeah. Absolutely it does, yeah. Originally, it was going to be called Red Snow... Okay. To as, as an homage to a Swedish Norwegian miniseries with the same name. Oh. And the film's trailer actually shows World War II archive footage that is actually never in the movie. Okay. It also shows footage of Hitler, who is also never in the movie. Oh. Well, the movie's better for it. Yeah, I would say so. Now, I mentioned the brain dead shirt because it was something I saw before I went and looked up fun facts. Um, but it is specifically designed so that he's wearing a brain dead shirt as his death is taking place in the same way that it happens in dead alive which dead alive is exactly this bad but also great and at one point a character says i kick ass for the lord and then roundhouse kicks zombies uh so when brain dead aka dead alive is available for streaming we are we will definitely do it. doing okay it. so early on in the film hannah claims that she's claustrophobic so like everyone kind of dies in something related to them or has to go through it so like that's why she's the one who ends up in the avalanche in the he's snow, got the brain yeah. dead shirt that's why he gets pulled in half yeah. etc and that harbinger character asks roy if medical school taught him what he would need to do if his intestines were pulled out and inevitably that's what happens to roy at the end of the film i forgot about that you're right okay yeah those are your fun facts well thank you for your fun facts let's talk box office so i don't really have a lot of information about the box office for this because it was back in 2009 and it was in norway and that just information is not readily available yeah they didn't get the internet till like 2014 (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that but I do have the budget for the film, so do you guys want to take a guess as to what the budget for the film was? 600 chronos? <laughs> 600,000 chronos? Is that the okay. currency? I'm going to say 15,000 cronuts. That's why she killed the crow. She was stealing yeah. their nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> they had to pay for the movie. I'm going to say $300,000. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say $500,000. Okay. It was $2 million. Wow. This looks terrible for $2 million. Yeah. Now, I will say this. It says two million, and there's a dollar sign next to it. Where in on Wikipedia, where I'm looking at this, mm-hmm. because it wasn't available anywhere else. I don't know if that is like U.S. dollars. I, I I honestly have no idea. Is is there currency called Kronos or whatever? I you thought said? they were on the euro. Let me double check. Oh no. Okay, it is. It is still the Kronos. Yeah, I know you, Norway. I got all your history <laughs> and your currencies. So that would be about two hundred twenty thousand United States dollars. So that makes more sense to me. If it was that amount of money, not actually $2 million, because it does look like a $200,000 movie. Like, it looks great for that. Yeah, it it looks amazing for $200,000 and terrible for $2 million. Yeah. So the box office was $2.2 million. And again, I don't know if that's Krona or dollars. So Mm -hmm. take that for what it is. But either way, it looks like it made a little bit of money. It's probably made a lot more money. When it released in Norway on January 9th, that's where that money is coming from, is that Norway release. But it also premiered at Sundance, and IFC Films purchased the U.S. distribution rights. So they probably made money from that as well. And then I'm sure IFC Films has made money off of that purchase because, I mean, I paid to watch it tonight. And so they're still making money off of it. 
I mean, they, it seems like they made two sequels, so it definitely didn't lose money. No. But that's your box office. It did get a lot of buzz in the U.S., too. Like, it got a big DVD market and stuff. Like, people wanted to watch this. I remember. There's a lot of buzz in the horror community. Yeah. All right, Scary Scale. Scary Scale, listeners of Scary Scale, is uh, scale of 1 to 10 of how scary we found the film. Yep. Not a scary of quality. It's Not uh, a scary of quality. Not a, It's not. Yep. Yeah. One example is Ghostbusters. Our 10th <laughs> example is Arachnophobia. <laughs> Or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, whichever one. Oh, Paige? Uh, this is a solid one for me. I'm going to give it a three because there were some jump scares that got me and the body horror got me too. Like I was grossed out in a few sections. Actually, I'm going to give it a two for the outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's the correct answer. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to give it a one because I was into it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, if you want to have sex in an outhouse. Come to Mikey's Tree Tree Farm. Tree Farm. Yeah. Christmas tree Mikey's farm. Tree Christmas Tree Farm. The only timing I can't get right in relationships is the timing on the Christmas lights. Because <laughs> he threw away the owner's manual. <laughs> He's just got a porta potty full of pine tree air fresheners. <laughs> That's just my shits. I eat so many candy canes. You have no idea. Anyway, that's the scary scale, I guess. Yeah, that is the scary scale, I guess. So this week, you guys made me watch Dead Snow. What are you guys making me watch next week? Next week's listener request. Oh, that's right. Oh, and the listener request was so close. Crimson Peak got 102 votes, but Frozen from 2010 got 103 votes. It only won by one vote. How crazy is that? So your homework for next week is to watch the 2010 Frozen. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? If that exhale tells me anything, it's that you don't, clearly. So, let me tell them how they're going to have their review on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star text review. And, Mikey, I would love to petition you to read a very specific review that came in a few weeks back that you have refused to read. It starts off with, no ear cancer for me. We can't read fake news, Tom. <laughs> we have a responsibility as journalists. Well, Carrie H with a K, I appreciate your your review. I'm, I'm going to read what I assume is like a review from like someone outside of our usual demographic. Okay. Actually, Mikey, what do you think our usual demographic is? Not young. <laughs> okay. So whose review are you going to read this week? Ash for K-pop. Okay. I see what you're getting at. Right. Okay. They write, so much fun. Oh, I thank you. I've just started listening to this last night. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. It's very recent. Is this a recent review? Yeah, it's from Saturday. Fuck, they're like three episodes in. <laughs> and I've been binging it while playing Minecraft. Oh, wow. Now, okay, I see what you're saying. It's like I'm chilling with a bunch of friends and discussing my favorite movies. Five stars. Well, thank you so much, Ash for K-pop, for that amazing five-star review. We appreciate it. And don't worry. Uh, eventually, we're going to sound different, but it's going to be okay. Yeah. By the time you get to this episode, <laughs> two thirds of the podcast sounds painfully different. I hope they make it. I hope they can binge all like bunch of episodes. I don't know. I'm, people I'm in the Facebook group, it's funny. You'll see like like people hitting the end of their like chronological listens. And they're yep. like, I don't know what to do now. I just finished every one of these episodes in three months. And I'm like, you got through almost 200 episodes in three months. That's amazing. Hey, I got through five seasons of Outlander in three weeks, so it could be done. I did watch Squid Games in like one night. I had a fever. <laughs> and the only prescription is more <laughs> Squid, Squid Games. Games. 
<laughs> so, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. Mikey is at MRandolph24 and I am at Todd J. Awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm, than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys, check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. Or his OnlyFans, which really should just be called Only Feet because that's what you get. But guys... <laughs> But it's just because I don't know how to work my camera phone. <laughs> he doesn't know how to hit the front-facing camera button, so it's always just a picture of his feet. Anyway, guys, if you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash horrorvirgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. We're closing in on 1,600 members. It's amazing. You guys are awesome. And literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. This episode was brought to you by Nick, Nick B. B. Nick B, fun facts. Oh, yeah? He only has sex in outhouses. (laughs) (laughs) It's real complicated because he's got a bathroom in his house, but like he's got to find an outhouse. It's like a whole thing. Listen, man, when you got a kink, you're going to make it stink. Yep. (laughs) Two in the kink and one one in the the stink. Let's go in the outhouse. This episode also brought to you by Tia and Tia's teenager is driving her crazy. And this week, Tia's teenager drove her crazy by breaking into the Norwegian Navy and sinking all their vessels before the Nazis could get them. That's a good thing. Good job. It is a good thing. But I mean, listen, she's still a little upset about it because she like absconded across the world to do it. Yeah. 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 She's a teenager, Mikey. Much like they said in She's the Man, you're not allowed to travel internationally without us knowing. (laughs) (laughs) This episode also brought to you by The Number Jeff, and Jeff wants you to check out his podcast, Kissing Jessica Jones, where each week they break down a new episode of the Jessica Jones Netflix TV show and Agent Carter, because they moved on to that series. So check out Kissing Jessica Jones on any of your podcast apps. This episode also brought to you by Jonathan, and Jonathan wants me to show you some a creepy spider videos so i'm gonna screen share and do that right now although while i'm setting up the screen share i do want you to say that jonathan was very touched by uh, our words about the people who were mean to him Mm. yes they should watch themselves he's got the spiders yeah he rolls deep in this crew 
Oh, this oh, no. is called biggest jumping spider ever documented oh. on camera. Mm-hmm. Massive oh, I don't like male Hilius Dillier jumps on the camera. Oh, I don't like it's it. It's gonna jump on the camera. I don't like this at all. Oh, it's looking at it right now. No, why? It's just crawling on this dude's arm. Why would you like let it. it do that? I don't like it. Oh, I, I hate it. it. I rebuke it. I rebuke it. Oh! oh God! It's jumping on the camera. Scared the fuck out of me. Oh my I... God. Oh, Jonathan, thank you so much for that. Freaky as fuck spider video. Please send me another one so I can do it next week. This episode also brought to you by by Brandon's Bug Business. And if you, after hearing that spider video, want a spider of your own, reach out to Bug Cage Company on Facebook. That's Brandon's Bug Cage Company on Facebook. And they will ship you some spiders, scorpions, centipede, millipede, anything you need that is of the insect variety. Reach out to Brandon at Bug Cage Company on Facebook and they will ship you some bugs. We now return you to another well-researched and written out episode of The, the Patreonicals. Welcome back. I see that people on Facebook were upset with something I did on Patreonicals last week. and Hell, if you remember what it was. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Gods do not concern themselves with the thoughts oh, of the wow. ants. Wow. wow. Mikey referring to himself as a deity. Wow. Honestly, that checks out. That actually makes sense to me. I am the god of the Patreonical universe. That is true. Everything happens or does not happen at your whim, Mike. He could just Thanos snap you fuckers. Yes. (laughs) But first you gotta get stoned. So in the bunker in Antarctica, I forgot where I fucking put it. Uh, I think it's Antarctica. (laughs) You're in Antarctica. (laughs) Antarctica, I hardly know her. (laughs) What? Okay. Danielle, who turned evil because the moon was destroyed, <laughs> yes, is like hooking up with most evil Matthew. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, you're so much better than my ex, <laughs> Kaylee. Like, I like that you don't have sexual organs since you're a moon person, and like we just like rub butts together. <laughs> Mikey, Mikey, what happens in your brain? Apparently, it's just a bunch of women rubbing butts. <laughs> yes, Mikey, what porn do you watch? <laughs> I just used my imagination. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So, but Dreskel's like, get the get it the fuck together. Like, yeah. You're in the Illuminati bunker, and I'm Chippendale. Whatever the fuck is going on. But you call me Dreskel. Like, we're, like, controlling this robot guy. And <laughs> Just keep rubbing your butts together. Nothing to worry about. Nothing to see here. Yeah. And then he's like, we've decided we have to kill most people because the moon being destroyed has created so much destruction. We just finish humanity off and start over again. You know, the Illuminati, they're like a, they're like a one-trick pony. Yeah, like they just want to like, yeah. They have one goal in mind, and that is the murder of all uh, human life. Yeah, and then Dreskel's like, Isaac, how is the Sunny D virus going? And he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, it's been a while. So. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Look at this photograph. <laughs> Those are different songs, bro. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Look at this Sunny D. <laughs> Every time I do it, it makes, makes me pee. pee. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, Paige. I love it. Get out of my brain. Thank you. Thank you. Dave's there, and he rips off Dave's arm and throws it at Dreskel, and it hits him in the face, and blood splatters all over Dreskel. And he's like, you can't rush science. And he's like... (laughs) (sighs) Well, you see, the Sunny D virus uses mRNA technology. (laughs) That's what I was going to (laughs) say. So, like, it actually... You can speed up these trials. It doesn't take 10 or 15 years to come up with a vaccine anymore. Todd, fuck off the Patreonicals. (laughs) (laughs) I want to be God too, Mikey. <laughs> Are you a God? Okay. Um, 
What are you, my girlfriend? And, and, and I, Isaac's like, I should be ready in two episodes. I, wow, <laughs> you're putting a date on it. And they're like, what's an episode? He's like, don't worry about it. I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> it's like Deadpool. Two weeks. Just keep <laughs> yeah. rubbing your butts together. I, whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called mooning. <laughs> I think you mean munning. <laughs> munning, munning. They actually aren't having sex. They're playing Twister. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. (laughs) I've only ever read that game. (laughs) So back up on the surface. Right. In Chicago. Oh, no. Not Chicago. It's so architecturally significant. (laughs) Again, uh, Kaylee has appeared at the bad at the good guys. Hall of Justice where they hang out now. And uh, Kaylee's like, look, my ex I was under. He gave me a love potion. And (laughs) what are you, Sandra Bullock? (laughs) What is Harry Potter? (laughs) That's what they said. That's what Kate said, and that's what uh, Scott the Thing said, because he grabs her, and he's holding her, and he's like, you're evil. Like the fruits of the devil. The fruits of the devil. And then um, Wes, Wes, he licks her, because he's on his shoulder. You know, he's the mouth on her shoulder, so he's like licking her. Oh, she's gross. Like, that's disgusting. He's like, I haven't touched a woman since I, was- <laughs> since I became a shoulder. <laughs> what the fuck is happening like <laughs> That is the appropriate question. <laughs> Sasha and Amy were like, we have been analyzing the data of shit, and we've discovered that the bunker is in Antarctica, and we think that they're up to no good. And uh, Aaron, the moon general, is like, that's where Danielle went, and she must. we must stop them because, you know, the moon, there's only a few of us left. There's a handful of them. They, they live on the a different place, and we, will, we won't get into it right now. <laughs> Will we ever, Mikey? But our queen. <laughs> no. <laughs> but our queen can't just be evil. And the Illuminati always kill people. We were all there when they killed all the people. And then uh, Eddie, uh, who's talking to all the manatees that Paige made him gather. Yeah. Oh, blame it on me. It actually is your fault. I remember you were the one that said <laughs> manatees. Well, it's because you just said pick a mammal. He's like, they'll pull us to Antarctica. (laughs) They get a boat and they're going to be pulled by manatees. That's what that's what Eddie's been doing. And um, but then Karuna and Domasaurus are like slowest boat ride ever. Yeah. They come down and they, you know, Domasaurus is pregnant. What? Well, yeah. With Karun's baby. I mean, that checks out. If I know anything about space dinosaur reproduction they can only mate with blue spacemen. And he and they're like, guys, we're expecting. And the, he just lays an egg. What to expect when you're dino specting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, are you guys happy? And they're like, we have to save the world again. And they're like, oh, I keep trying to get out, but they keep pulling <laughs> me back in. <laughs> Karun's like, oh, I hope we have a clever girl. Anyway, that's uh, all right. They're going to head to Antarctica next week, probably on the spaceship instead of a ship by manatees, because Eddie, I don't know, that's a terrible idea. It is a terrible idea, yeah. Well, will they ever make it to Antarctica? Will we ever find out what munning is? Just rubbing butts together. Yeah. I thought I explained that. I guess we did. Learn more next week on another episode of The Patreonicals. Oh, Patreonicals. (laughs) That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your horror virgin, Todd. Keep it ooky spooky. Have an amazing week. Bye, cowbell nerds. (laughs) This 
bitch got me taking a shit, banging outside, <laughs> grinding on my hips, kissing on my neck, and here I am with a bone, with a bone. I'm so cold, I'm so cold, you got me out here. <laughs> Fucking in a outhouse. Sorry. Um, 